The On and Off Theater Workshop presents Sound Bites, Volume 2, a festival of 10-minute plays. Caleb and Rita, written by Jessica Moss, performed by Allison Youngberg and Chris Bass. Caleb? Yes? You're Caleb. Yes. No. Wait, what? What? I'm sorry, no. Are you Caleb? No, Caleb? No. Sorry. Oh. No, I'm sorry. That's okay. You're really not Caleb because initially you said yes. Yeah, no, I I didn't hear you properly. But you said yes anyway? I just didn't want to make a whole thing out of it. You're not just... You don't just not want to have a date with me, so you're pretending to be someone else? What? You're not pretending to be someone else now that you saw me in real life, and you just don't want to have a date with me? No. Is is that a thing? Good. It might be, with my luck. <laughs> so you aren't here for a date? Uh... You are! Well... So you're... I'm here for a date, but I'm not Caleb. Ah. I'm just another guy going on a Tinder date. Mine isn't a Tinder date. Oh. Okay. No, okay, it is. Oh. I, yes. (sighs) You just lied for no reason. Sorry, I'm kind of thirsty. Right. Okay. Well, good luck on your date. And it's really not with you? Do I look like the guy you were supposed to be meeting? I don't know. Maybe. I do? Anyone can be anyone. Everyone lies in those things. High angle, good lighting, old photo. Do I look like the girl you were supposed to be meeting? Uh... I do! You see, anyone can be anyone. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, she was a girl with hair. Uh Uh-huh. She's more whimsical than you. What is that supposed to mean? She's just more, you know, she's like one of those girls, uh, uh, type of girl. How do you know that? I could be whimsical. Just, I know. I never said y- you, you Look, weren't. I can. I... <gasps> what was her name? Rita. I'm meeting a girl named Rita. Well, I'm meeting a girl whose profile said Trick or Rita. So I assume her actual name is Rita. Maybe her name is Trick. Maybe she is a trick. Maybe the whole thing is a trick. Uh, Maybe it's a kid, like a 12-year-old, who loves Halloween, and you made a date with a child. I don't, I really... Maybe it's a 40-year-old who's obsessed with Halloween, and she wants you to wear couples costumes and decorate the dog. Or maybe it's a girl named Rita? Hmm. Yeah, I guess. I mean, anyone can be anyone. Rita. That is, um, yes. Hmm. Or so she says. Um. Or so she says. 
Oh, sorry. I, sorry. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, like Caleb is so much better. Caleb is a great name. <laughs> it's a great name. I know. God damn it. I know, right? It so is. You just know he's handsome. You just know it. He is. Well, his pictures are. Caleb's are always handsome. There was a guy named Caleb in my high school. Caleb Jen. He had a girl's last name. People sometimes called him Jen, and, like, it wasn't even a problem. It wasn't even a problem for him because he was so, uh, just this, you know, perfect milkshake of a man. Yes. With his always wearing button downs with the sleeves rolled. Yes. His being into Neil Young. Yes, yes. This Caleb's going to be like that, too. I've always wanted to date a Caleb. Every girl has always wanted to date a Caleb. Makes me sick. I'll bet Caleb's already met Rita. Caleb has already met Rita. Oh, no. And she fell for him, too, you know? She's only human. What woman could possibly resist a Caleb? I couldn't. I know. They're all... I mean, he's like, oh. And she's like, oh. She's like, oh. Oh, you seem so confident, so worldly. Like a man who could fix something, but also caress me gently. Oh, yeah. And he's all, I'm glad we could do this before my trip to Guatemala to build houses out of water bottles. That's a real thing, you know. I read an article about it. I read, yes, me too. That was so cool. (laughs) So cool. Don't worry. I'm only going for two weeks because I have a lot going on here at home, and I'm really quite settled and comfortable with my life. And I was captivated by your picture. Would you say it was whimsical? Very whimsical. Just full of whimsy. That's me. Honestly, I totally hate the word whimsical. Do you? I feel like it's a thing people only say about women. Like, do you ever call a man whimsical? I never have. No. I'm just so whimsical. And I feel it's said in kind of a diminutive way, in a way that minimizes things that make you interesting. Or individual, or maybe neurotic, sure, but things that are particular to you. And it just puts you in a category of a girl when really people don't fit into categories that neatly. I'm a free spirit. That's interesting. I'll take care to use the word more judiciously. And he's like, I've been looking for a free spirit. Have you really? I've just needed a woman to remind me that sometimes you should run through a public fountain which I'm totally open to because I wear a suit, but I'm still super fun. Blah, 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 blah. My name is Caleb. I only run through fountains or through antique stores or down cobblestone streets. That's exactly what I've been looking for. We'll go to Ireland together. Oh, I've always wanted to go to Ireland. It looks so beautiful. Me too. That's why I said it. We'll go to Ireland together. Caleb and Rita. Rita and Caleb. I fucking hate him. Caleb's are, I mean, Caleb's. Ugh. You know a girl meets a Caleb and she's, oh, Caleb. Maybe not. Maybe she's really excited to meet you. No, she is. Come on. If I know Rita, she'll fall right for him. She'll love, like, the fact that he plays soccer on Tuesday nights with, no, lacrosse. He plays lacrosse 
Oh God, I'm in so much trouble. Lacrosse is. Oh God. Very sexy. Oh God. Maybe he's bad. Are you kidding? He's wonderful. I know. He's the captain. He moves around the field with grace of Barishnikov, and Rita's just. I never thought I wanted to date an athlete, but watching him go around the field, it just, I mean, it just makes me want him so much. He's like strong, but so tender, and he's amazing out there when he runs. Oh, now it's just a hobby. I'm very modest. I'm telling you the truth right now, so please believe me. Oh. It's hard to, I mean, I want to be honest with you, and that's scary, but I'm being honest when I tell you that I think you're wonderful. When I tell you that I, I'm falling for you, so please believe me, because I'm falling for you. Oh my god. What? That's like the thing I've been... I mean... <laughs> <sighs> well, I mean, Rita, she's a nice girl, you know? I, I think she has an openness that I've never been with someone who was really open and clear about their feelings, but Rita, she just... Puts it all out there. Oh, now. It's it's scary at first, being confronted with feelings. You realize how much time and energy you spend hiding feelings and dealing with other people's feelings is hard. I know. Sometimes I worry that it's too much for you. And sometimes it is. I'm not going to lie. Thank you for not lying. I don't want to lie to you. I love how honest we are with each other. Rita! Caleb! Oh, Caleb! Oh, dating! I know, dating. The worst. I don't know why I'm even Bothering? Trying. Yeah. And I mean, doing it online doesn't save any time because people just pretend, right? When you're sitting at home making your profile, you're like, oh, I like politically minded articles and documentaries. Is that supposed to be Caleb? No, I'm not doing anybody right now. I want honesty and genuine connection. But then you meet the guy and he really just wants to think about nothing and be able to say he has a girlfriend. Yeah. I mean, I actually do like politically minded articles. But you know what I mean. Uh, totally, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And people just lie. People just say things about themselves, but they might not be true. They can be serial rapists. And this is part of an organ harvesting pyramid scheme. Like, they don't even keep all the organs. Some of them go to the serial rapist above them. Or they can come in and see me and decide they don't want to date me. And now Caleb is sitting here pretending that he's somebody else. Caleb? But I mean, that doesn't tell you anything. Anyone could be anyone. Exactly. That's a good one. That's a good one. Well. Yeah. I hope your date goes well. Thanks. And I hope Caleb is Caleb and is totally perfect. Ah, I don't need him to be perfect. I just need him to be himself. I hope Rita is 
whimsical. If she comes. She'll come. Even if she comes, and even if she's wonderful, I could still mess everything up. Oh, no, you won't. You really won't. You'll be... Hello, I'm you. I'm here to meet this girl, Rita. That's not what I sound like. I have a job. That's true. I'm not part of an organ harvesting pyramid scheme. Not that I know of, no. I know about ballet because I have appreciation for all the arts. And I'm trying to move past high school, but I think those years are pretty formative and they tend to stick with you even if you work to get beyond them. That's true. How, how did you... I don't know. I just know. I read politically minded articles about developing countries. Yes. Which I genuinely enjoy. I do. And I know that doesn't solve the problem. Awareness is only the first step, but I still think it's important to be a citizen of the world in whatever way you can be. Yes. And I really do want an honest relationship. It scares me, but I am willing to try, and I am not going to be perfect. But I don't need you to be perfect. I just need you to be you, and then whatever else there is that will still be perfect, because I make mistakes too. Sometimes I lie for no reason. Sometimes I avoid problems because I don't want to make them a whole thing. Whole thing. I know you do that, but we can work together. Sometimes I get really into a conversation I'm having, and I just yell in the middle of a cafe. And I think that's totally freaking weird. I'm being honest. Thank you for being honest. I never want to lie to you, but yeah, that's totally freaking weird. But that's okay, because you know... You're whimsical in a way, kind of. I don't like, like the, the word, word whimsical. whimsical. I know. But I don't think I'm whimsical enough. Guys want a girl who is really whimsical. <sighs> You're just the right amount of whimsical. Too much whimsy will give you diabetes. But I am kooky and quirky in like the best way. And I don't mean that to diminish my neuroses because I have those. But really, all my little stuff like that is totally adorable, even if it's connected to deeper issues. It is? And I'm thirsty. I am thirsty. So I'm going to order a latte. Mmm. A mocha. Uh... A black coffee and a glass of water and one of those peanut butter cookies. Oh. And it's for... Terry. Andrew. Hi. Backseat Driver. Written by Scott Mullen. Performed by Camilla Beatrice and Jocelyn Rocky. Why are you in my back seat? Hey, I need to go to one, to one. What's my address again? I want to go home. Here's my license. Take me there. Who are you? I'm Tina. And you're my Uber driver, Sanjay. Do I look like a Sanjay? Ho hold still. Hold still for a minute. Let me see. I'm not an Uber driver. Wait a second. This this is a car, right? Obviously. Then then take me home, please. 
I'll give you two dollars and fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, two dollars and nineteen cents. I am not driving anywhere. Then what are you doing? Nothing. You're sitting in a car in a parking lot of a Denny's just doing nothing? That's sad. You're drunk. Exactly. It's dangerous out there in the streets for other people. I could do anything to anybody. I don't think you're a danger to anyone. I might throw up on them. I might throw up on you. Maybe you'd better get out. Can't I just sit here and wait for my Uber? No. Please. Please. Fine. You can sit there and wait for your Uber if you can be quiet. I can be quiet. to school together. No. Wait. You live in my apartment building over on 3rd Street. Daisy. No. Dina. No. Destiny. No. Dahlia. No. Daffodil. Stop. Darcy. My name's Darcy. I totally remembered you had a D in your name. Did you have a perm? No. I could totally see you with a perm. You're not being quiet. Why are you in the parking lot of a Denny's? Why are you? This is where my friend Liz promised to meet me. If we got separated at the club, totally got separated. So I came down here, hoping she'd be here, but no Liz. Maybe she got lucky. Maybe she got busy. You know what I mean? I do. So then I called an Uber driver, and there you were. Take me home. No. Because you're doing something? I am. What are you doing? Nothing. This is like a mystery. I'm like a drunk Sherlock Holmes. Sure, drunk Holmes. She's sure drunk, Holmes. Come on. That was funny. If I laugh, will you leave? There's no pity laughing on a Saturday night. Fine. I'm going. What are you doing in my front seat? You really need to lock your doors. Get out! I want to see what you're doing. I want to see what you're looking at. Oh, is that a girl in the restaurant? In the window? No. With the hat? No. Look me in the face and say no. No. You're totally lying. Wait, doesn't she live in our building? No. She totally does. That's, that's Ruby Reggie? Rose. Does she... I hadn't noticed. And lies. Why are you watching Rose? Oh, you're totally stalking her. No. Seems like you're stalking her. I am not. Parked out in a parking lot watching her. This was the only spot available. Well, 
We know that's not true. So, I have to admit, that's interesting. You and Rose, can't say I ever pictured it, but you know, she's an interesting girl. And you, you have potential. You think so? So you admit you like her? No. I guess it was because of her looks, but she's not a classic beauty. So there must be a story. I love a good story. No, 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 no. You say no a lot. I am not telling you anything. You need to start saying yes more. When I started saying yes, my life changed. My life opened up. You should have said no to another drink. Ha! You're funny. Does Rose like funny girls? I don't think she likes girls at all. She's in there with a guy. But you like her. You're not going to let this drop, are you? No. Hey, see, I said no. Sometimes I do. Tell me something about Rose that will stop me from walking in there right now and telling her that you're creeping on her. I'm not creeping on her. Tell me. She kissed me. She did not. I was at the building New Year's Eve party. I remember that party. You were there? A little bit. But there was no one I really knew there. I didn't feel like I belonged. So I was leaving, and I heard a girl yell. And I went around the corner of the hallway, and Rose was trying to pull away from this guy who was all over her. So I hit him. Right on the chin, and he went down. Frank Peters. Was that his name? It was. Wait, you heard this story? Keep going. So, Rose looked at me, and she was way too drunk, but she said, thank you, and she staggered off, and I saw she wasn't in good shape, so I made sure she got into her apartment okay, and I guess on some drunk level, she saw I was taking care of her, and she kissed me on the lips, and she staggered inside and closed her door, and I know... That seems really stupid and a little pathetic. Getting my first kiss from a drunk girl who doesn't even like girls. But it felt nice. I was her guardian angel. And I decided I like that job. So every Saturday night, I keep tabs on her just to make sure she's safe. Plus, she posts everything on Instagram. Tonight, she's out with this guy. You can barely see him from this angle. Not sure he's the best guy. Plus, he took her to a Denny's. Mmm, nothing better than a warm slice of apple pie and some ice cream at the end of a fun night. That does sound good. So, I'm keeping an eye on them, just to make sure he's not driving drunk or he's not being mean to her. I just want her to be happy. That's all it is. Wow. So, if your Uber driver doesn't show up, and you want to fall asleep in the back of my car, as soon as I'm done watching Rose, I'll drop you home too. Because everyone should be safe, and you look like you can use a guardian angel too. So, you don't have some weird fantasy that Rose is going to fall for you? She's not gay. And I don't know her. I may never have an actual conversation with her. I wouldn't be surprised if she has no memory of the night I drove her home. I honestly hope she finds love with one of these guys. I really do. 
You're just a nice girl with nothing better to do on a Saturday night. Sadly, I guess that's true. Can I tell you something? What? I'm not drunk. I haven't had a drink all night. I don't understand. My friend Rose, she texted me and said there was someone peeping on her at the Denny's. Oh, God. So I figured I'd climb in the back of your car and see what was going on because I'm kind of her guardian angel, too. We all look out for each other. This is mortifying. Nah, you're all right. What? I heard about Frank getting punched. He deserved it. Rose also has a vague memory of someone helping her. But you're right. She has no idea who it was. But that was a good deed. So how about this? We're going to walk into Denny's. No. Yep. And tell Rose that there's no problem. And then we're going to go and sit down and order apple pie with ice cream and bring them back to the car. And we're going to have some pie and keep an eye on our girl. Okay? All right. And who knows? Maybe you'll find love. With you? Would that be such a terrible thing? Uh, no. Say yes to the pie. Yes. Yes looks good on you. Let's go. Goat by Scott Mullen. Performed by Bob Daniel and Johanna Keston. Are you comfortable? I guess. Because I want you to be comfortable. Where's the machine? The machine? They said I was going to be given a polygraph? I just want the answers to a few questions. There's no machine? We don't need a machine. Just two people trying to get to the truth. And a goat. A what? A goat. Over there. Under the table. Her name is Polly. Like polygraph. Get it? Are you serious? I just want the answers to a few questions. <laughs> what does the goat do? She'll let me know if you're lying. She'll let you know? Yes. The goat's dead. The goat is definitely not dead. Well, then she's sleeping. She's not sleeping. You're going to trust the opinion of a sleeping goat? She's not sleeping. Plus, even when we sleep, we hear things. You've been woken up by noises in your sleep, right? I'm being judged by a sleeping goat. No one is judging. We're just after the truth. I'd rather try the machine. You're not getting the machine. Now, tell me your name. You know my name. I need to ask you a factual question to set a baseline. For the goat? Yes. Your name? Lillian Montgomery. Where were you on the night of April 26th? I was home alone watching TV. What was that? Nothing. What did the goat tell you? Did you see the goat tell me something? I don't know. What were you watching on TV that night? I, I don't remember. You don't remember? How do you know you were home watching TV? Well, I'm always home watching TV. What night of the week was that? Saturday. Probably boxing. Probably? There's a lot of boxing on Saturday. It moved. It? The goat. Her name is Polly, not it. 
Polly moved. I know. What does that mean? What do you think it means? I don't know. So no one can verify you were home watching TV. What did you write down? You were alone? Yes. Neighbors? Oh. You don't know if you have neighbors. You want to know if they saw me, right? Do I? I don't know. I killed my mother and my father. You did? Yes. I killed my mother and my father. Tell me about that. <laughs> I didn't kill my mother and my father. Why would you lie about that? I wanted to see what the goat would do. It moved its foot. Polly. Polly moved its... Her foot. Her left rear foot. Did you kill anybody? I thought you were questioning me about a burglary. A series of burglaries. But you're asking me about murder. You brought it up. That was for the goat. Are you a killer? No! Okay. I killed a dog once. Oh. I was driving down a dark road one night, stone cold sober, and I hit it. Oh. Total accident. I, I tried to save it, but it, it, it died in my arms. Oh. It didn't have a collar, so I, I buried it there on the side of the road. Oh, my. Was, I was crying the whole time. Did her foot move? <laughs> Polly's, when you were telling that story right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the story was true. Well, most of it. Well, some of it. I love that dog. Look, see there? Her foot didn't move. Where were you on the night of May 4th? What night was that? Monday. I was watching TV. See? Her foot is still. What would you say if I told you we found a number of possibly stolen goods in a closet in your apartment? A closet? Yes. In my apartment? Yes. I'd say you were making it up. You would. Yes. Because I didn't steal anything, and if I did, I wouldn't put it in my closet. Unless it was clothes. Was it clothes? No. Shoes? No. You're making it up trying to trick me. I'm not. Her leg moved right when you said that. It didn't. It absolutely did. You're trying to trick me. Do you have any actual evidence against me? I, don't look at the goat. Do you have any actual evidence against me? Yes. <laughs> did you see that? Lies! The goat didn't tell you that. She did. It's asleep and it's a goat. She... It's just a goat. It doesn't care what you're saying. Oh, I think she does. Stop looking at the goat. None of this changes the fact that you're a thief. Confess. I want you to pick a number from one to five. Ready? No. Pick a number. This is ridiculous. I'm not answering any more questions until you do this. Uh, fine. Answer no every time I ask. Hmm. Is your number one? No. Is your number two? No. Is your number three? No. Is your number four? Nope. Is your number five? No. Your number was two. How did you do that? The goat told me. It's just a goat. It? Polly belongs to the dispatcher. She doesn't do anything but eat, sleep, and crap. Ooh, the dispatcher? 
No, Polly. Do you like the dispatcher? Not particularly. Polly says you're lying. Polly said that? You like the dispatcher. <laughs> oh, I really do. Oh, crap. So, here we are. Here we are. Two people in a room looking for the truth. And a goat. Do you have any other suspects? We do. Well, get him in here. Let's give Polly a whack at him. Oh, that could work. Yeah. Uh... It will. Go. Oh. <laughs> oh, looks like I'm going to get away with it. Why are you moving your foot? An American Werewolf in America, written by Megan Morrison, performed by Al Washington and Evelyn McCauley. Can I sit here? Uh, you know there's like 10 empty seats. Oh, okay, sure, just sit down. Did you know that one out of every five Americans is actually a werewolf? A what? A werewolf. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Who do you think they are? Who? The werewolves. Do you really think there's, like, monsters on this bus? There are monsters everywhere. I mean, there's definitely some weirdos on this bus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess that's normal for the overnight bus, though. You saw that guy at the front with the really long fingernails? He tried to scratch me as I walked by. Ugh, gross. I mean, I bet those suckers are like six inches long. I mean, what I want to know is, how does he go to the bathroom? <laughs> I moved back here because the woman in the turquoise dress and the red lipstick. She kept smiling at me. I swear she has 20 extra teeth. Everywhere I looked, they were canines. So you think she's a werewolf? No. Being atypical doesn't automatically make you a werewolf. So who's a werewolf, then? Uh, that lady with one leg? No. Next to her. The old guy? He looks like somebody's grandfather. Except he's wearing a garter for a headband in order to secure a cigarette to his forehead. Well, I don't think that's any weirder than the guy with long fingernails. Fingernail guy's just expressing himself. Whatever. Werewolves, though. Don't want to stand out. Grandpa C thinks he's being normal. He wants you to think he's human. The thing is, though, werewolves don't really know how to be human, so they're always a little off. There's a full moon tonight. You really should be on guard in case someone transforms. What? My name is Richard. Richard? <laughs> you don't look like no Richard. I assure you, it's my official name. It's a certified copy of my birth certificate. <laughs> Richard Elaine Perry. Who's Elaine? My mother. Why didn't your mother just call you Elaine? Two Elaines? That would have been confusing. I don't get it. Your mom would rather people think you're a man than think you're her? 
Well, my mother's philosophy was that with a name like Richard, I wouldn't be judged on a preconceived gender bias. I stand out. I have an edge. Oh, yeah, just like a boy named Sue. <laughs> Who? A boy named Sue? In the Johnny Cash song? You don't know it? <sighs> Girls got a man's name and never heard of a boy named Sue. <laughs> <sighs> the Wi-Fi's usually a little shoddy on buses, but maybe I can stream a YouTube clip. What is that thing? It's just my iPhone. Oh, I've heard of these. You've never seen an iPhone before? Oh my mm-hmm. god, have you been living on Neptune? Oh, sorta. God, this slow internet drives me crazy. Can you plug it in? Well, <laughs> you haven't been under a rock. You've been in another universe. It's Wi-Fi. You don't need a cord. See? Johnny Cash. Where did he come from? Just from the air. Are you okay? Uh, this world is a lot different than I thought it was going to be. Okay, this isn't working. Just tell me about the song. Uh, forget it. Please, I want to know. Boy's dad names him Sue, right? Then the deadbeat takes off. So, growing up, this boy gets the shit beat out of him, left and right, because he's got this girl's name. And so he decides he's going to hunt his daddy down, and he does, and he asks him why he named him Sue, and the asshole says it's because he didn't want him to be a wimp, because the world's a mean place and he wanted his son to survive. (laughs) And then they kind of make up. I think about killing my mother all the time. What? With a pillow. Why with a pillow? To smother her? Don't tell me. I'm sitting next to some rich bitch who's crying because her mother loves her too much. That's disappointing, dick. I was just starting to like you. Forget it. That's okay. I like looking out the window better than talking to people anyways. Did you know that in the United States, when they release criminals from prison, they give them a one-way bus ticket to anywhere in the country? (laughs) That I did know. So there could actually be criminals on the bus right now. Who do you think they are? That's a certified copy of my prison discharge papers. Constance Marie Barish. It was my grandmother's name. When I was a girl, people wanted to call me Connie. My mother said, no way, her name is Constance. My Uncle Carl would say, Constance is too big a name for such a little girl. My mom said, don't worry, she's going to grow into it. She was right, I did. Uh... It says here you served 25 years for manslaughter. What did you do? I, uh, chopped off my husband's hand with a meat cleaver. Hit an artery. Wow. Man had been putting his hands on every woman in the neighborhood, except me. When the judge asked at my sentencing whether I was sorry, I just didn't say nothing. Society likes for you to be sorry. 
I just crippled him on the outside the way he crippled me on the inside. There's no justice when the violence is on the inside. I'm going to do it. I'm going to kill my mother. What is it with you? She deserves it. She deserves it? Why? Because she named you Richard? Don't you love your mother? Of course I love her. But she's dying anyway. What? She has stomach cancer. I'm going to do it tonight. What the hell, kid? Fuck you. (laughs) Why are you getting so upset? Why the hell are you telling me all this shit? What do you mean? You told me your story. I told you my story. I mean, I thought that's how people do it. No, I'll tell you how they do it. They get their ticket, they take their seat, and they stare out the window the entire trip, not saying a goddamn thing to anyone. That's how people do it. Got it? Got it. So, you think that pillow's a bad idea? You think I should get a gun? I was thinking with the pillow, there wouldn't be any blood. And I wouldn't have to, you know, see her face when she recognized what was happening. God, kid. Shut the fuck up. You've been through this before. Can't you give me some pointers? Here's a pointer. Don't kill your mother. Why not? Do you think prison's a joke? I just did 25 years. That's 20 years of asking permission to go to the bathroom. Filling out seven forms just to get a fucking Advil. 20 years of fending off the psychos who want to stick any and everything up your twat. Then they let you out. And you don't even recognize the world you've landed in. There, There's werewolves and fucking Johnny Cash hanging out in the air. And all you can think is how the free world's scaring the shit out of you. You need to forget this nonsense about killing your mother. Cancer or no cancer. And live your life. But I can't live my life. Not until she's dead. What am I supposed to do in the meantime? You love your mother, right? Then you cherish every second you have with her. Because no matter how scary it gets, it will never be as scary as the world's gonna be once she's not in it. This is where I get off. So, what I'm hearing you say is the pillow is no good? Why don't you ask your mom what she thinks? You don't think that'd be a weird conversation? I don't think your mother would be surprised if you brought it up. You know, you're probably right. She knows me well. Okay, see ya, Constance. And hey, don't let the free world get you down. You'll grow into it. Hey, Richard. Yeah? You're one of the werewolves, right?
You've been listening to Sound Bites Volume 2, a festival of 10-minute plays, an on-and-off-theater workshop production, featuring works by Jessica Moss, Scott Mullen, and Megan Morrison, performed by Allison Youngberg, Chris Bass, Camilla Beatrice, Jocelyn Rocky, Bob Daniel, Johanna Keston, Al Washington, and Evelyn McCauley, directed and edited by Bradley Walker. For more information and more quality audio drama like this, visit onandoffworkshop.com.